So, first of all, what's the definition of prophecy? So, prophecy uh, is basically the prophet is proclaiming the word of God, uh, both for the future, so they call that foretelling of what's to come, and in the present, forthtelling. So, like for the people that the prophet was speaking to, their contemporaries in the time in history when they were doing what they were doing, when they were having their times of speaking uh, for God. Uh, that was taking place in that time. Okay, and their primary function was to speak for God, basically to their counterparts, the people in their area. Now, it, this whole history thing, it's, this may seem simple, okay, but understand that what was foretelling in their time could be history to us, right? Because they're looking forward from years B.C., before Christ, and we're now in 2019 looking back. So it's, it's at the time that it took place when the prophet was doing uh, what God was having them do. Um, so foretelling is just a small part of the total prophetical books, um, everybody seems to think um, that the prophets spent all their time talking about what was going to happen in the future. Well, really, that's kind of a small portion of all the prophecies that are there. Um, most of it is forthtelling, reiterating God's law, telling them about consequences if they don't follow God's law, um, reminding them of the blessing if they do follow God's law in the multiple forms that it was spoken. Um, ben talked a little bit about the major and minor prophets. Um, basically, the only thing you have to know there is the only reason, they really, until recent history, we really didn't talk about this. I mean, we didn't really get upset or worried about, well, what's major and what's minor. The minor prophets are just as important as the major prophets. The only designation is, is the size of the books, okay? Uh, that's the only thing you need to think about. But if people call it a major prophet, it's just because the book is longer. If it's a minor prophet, it's a shorter book. Some of them only a couple of pages long. Okay? The minor prophets, uh, 12 books, basically were at one point in history called the Book of Twelve. Okay? And as a whole, they're right in between the largest major prophet lengthwise and the smallest length of the major prophets as far as length goes. If you take all 12 and put them together, they fall right in between. I don't know if that matters for anything, but that is just a little fun fact for your information. Okay? So, understanding the time period. Uh, Pre-exile, before Israel or Judah, the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom, went into exile, into Babylon or Syria, when they were no longer in their homeland. Uh, Pre-exile is when they were still in their homeland. Exile is when they were outside of either Israel or Judah, the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom. And post-exile is when they are back into their home territory. And, and this is, we're not talking, this only happened in a few years, okay? This is like, it took several years <laughs> for all that to take place. And the time period that the prophetical books were written is somewhere between 780 B.C. and 415 B.C., okay? Before you flip your page over, I didn't, Ben and I talked about timelines, one thing that will be helpful for your study is this minor prophet um, timeline that was in your bulletin today. Uh, when, you, when you get into actually looking at a certain prophetic book of the Bible, 
it may be beneficial for you to look at, so, A, which kingdom is this prophet speaking to? B, what time period is this? And who might have been the king or kings in the kingdom that they're speaking to during this period of time? It'll help give you a reference as to what might be driving the words of God coming from the prophet. Okay? If you flip the page over, um, my timelines are not as nice as Ben's. But I have a little on the top there. I have a pre-exile. The books that were written to Israel are Hosea and Amos. And then to Judah they're listed. To Syria they're listed. And to Edom they're listed. Okay? So you'll notice that there's two areas that prophets spoke to uh, for God. or God spoke through them uh, that were not the northern kingdom or the southern kingdom. Those being that of Assyria and to Edom. Then during the exile are the books of Ezekiel and Daniel, and then post-exile, um, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. So, you can make whatever observations you want to make there. However, it's easy to see, based on that, there are, much, there are many more uh, during the pre-exile period. I don't know what you want to take from that. Um, to me, what I took from that is God... Through the prophets, spoke, yelled, screamed at, wanted to get the attention of his people before they were put into exile. Yes. When you're saying exile, there, you're talking about the exile of the. Um, there's the covenant lawsuit, uh, which is basically, if you would consider sort of a, a modern courtroom scene today. Uh, where God is portrayed as the plaintiff, prosecuting attorney, the judge, and the bailiff in a court case against a defendant, say Israel. Uh, The full lawsuit form contains a summons, a charge, evidence, and a verdict, although those elements, they sometimes um, are implied, not necessarily explicit. Um, So when you're reading the different prophecies, you could be looking for, well, what kind of form of prophecy is it? it may help you with a better understanding um, as you're going through the prophets. You'll see, even within a book of prophecy, you can see multiple forms of prophetic speech, if you will, how the prophets or God spoke through these prophets for you to understand. It's something just to be thinking about, and that's why I put them here for you. Uh, Sort of the woe Oracle is next. You know, it will contain either an explicit or implicit, implicit thing. Three elements that uniquely characterize this form is an announcement of distress, the reason for the distress, and the prediction of doom. And there's some examples I've listed for you there uh, of each one of these. Uh, promise or salvation oracle, an enactment prophecy. Uh, the messenger speech, uh, number five, is actually the most common form that you'll encounter as you read the prophecies. And then last, but definitely not least, and this is sort of a double whammy for me, um, prophecy or prophets as poets. Uh, You will run into a lot of poetry as you're reading prophecy, okay? I think poetry is what we're talking about next Sunday, as I recall. Uh, So you'll get some more about that, so I don't want to dwell on that. But it is part of what you will see uh, quite often as you're reading prophecy scripture. Okay.
So with that, uh, Ben pro- preached from Isaiah 1 today. What I'd like you to do is open your Bibles to Isaiah 52, and starting in verse 13 and then through 53, verse 12. And I, my analogy to this is, as in sales, being a high D personality style, I always want to run to the conclusion, apply, and not deal with all the things that I need to do in sales to make sure I understand if there's something that I can help them with when I try to sell them something. Okay? Same situation here. It would make sense that we spend a lot more time making sure in our observations that we really understand what's being said, why it's being said, all the observational lenses and interpretation lenses that fall from that. But don't feel bad about spending the time that's required to make sure you get it. Okay? My tendency, just in my personality style, is just give me the abbreviated version. I want to get to the end. Okay? If you're like me, check yourself on that pause and actually dig into what's going on. I'm going to let uh, somebody maybe at each of your group uh, read uh, 52, Isaiah 52, 13 through 53, 12. And I'm going to be quiet. The point of this is, is to go through those questions for lens one, the them part. I've given you some who's, some what's, some where's, some when's, and some words. Uh, it's the standard form that we use every time uh, and have used every time in this class. The concept being is try to understand this. What's going on? Spend the time investing in that. This page is designed to be a tool. If you happen to have comments in your Bible, use those. If you have a Bible dictionary, you feel free to use those. If you have blue letter Bible on your phone, uh, go for it understand the best you can as to what's going on with this section of scripture. So I'm going to be quiet. You guys can pick someone to read and then you can dive in as a group or individually and go through it. I'm going to give you roughly 20 minutes to do that because it's important to me that you're able to spend time digesting what's happening here. Go for it. 